when I prepared the whole series about uh, difficult people, I felt some weeks ago we, we have to add one message more. Uh, and that message tonight is about nasty people who intentionally try to hurt you. It's a very heavy topic, I know, but I know we need some feedback. When people give me feedback, to be quite honest, I don't like it. But feedback is very important because when people give you feedback, they want to make you better. And I would say I become that person because of a lot of feedback from people that had the courage in a very nice way just to say, I want to make you better. But there are also people, they're not giving you feedback. There are some people in the world that want to destroy you. In social media, at your workplace, if you're a good soccer player, whatever. And life is not so predictable. And sometimes we are surrounded by people. They are not friendly. They are very, very nasty. And that's why we have some ravens in our life. People, they're like ravens. And some people, they're more like doves. Very friendly and they're bringing peace. And I pick up this idea actually from, from Noah. When God destroyed the world uh, with a flood, um, and only Noah and the family were surviving and some animals. And I want to read in Genesis chapter 8, verse 6 to 8. After 40 days, Noah opened a window he had made in the ark and sent out the raven. And he kept flying back and forth until the water had dried up from the earth. Then he sent a dove to see if the water was rescinded from the surface of the ground. And have you ever wondered why in the world a raven and then a dove? You are surrounded by ravens and also by some doves in your life. The explanation about why those birds, for example, the raven should look after dead meat. A raven is looking for a dead piece of meat to kill someone or you pick out the meat from somebody who's died already. But a dove is looking actually for living, growing things like a leaf, a tree. And that's the difference. A raven will kill, but the dove looking for something, it's growing. And you have always have two kinds of people in your life. Some people, they kill you, crush you, destroy you. And some people, they say, I'm your biggest fan. I want to make you better in your life. Between the dove and the raven is our life. And the question is, how can I survive in, a, in, in, a, in an area where some people are friendly and some people, they are not super friendly? How, what is the characteristics uh, from a raven? Ravens are hurt people. If you are hurt in your life, if you are disappointed, you are super dangerous. Even though if you're a Christian, can I repeat that? If you are disappointed, if you're hurt, and you don't solve the issue with God, you become very, very dangerous because hurt people will always hurt other people. Have you ever, ever heard about that slogan? Hurt people will always hurt other people. Or uh, characters of a raven could be, I'm not happy about your success. Some people, they don't like if you're blooming and blossoming and flourishing. Some people, they want to have the job that you have, the kids that you have, the wife that you have, the church that you have built. They are not happy about the success of other people and they are, are very insecure. And that's why if they have the chance and the opportunity to put you down, they will do it. Gives them the feeling, oh, you're on the same level as I am. 
And ravens are very, very dangerous. And a guy from America, he has a very funny name, Dr. Uh, Martin Paulus from uh, University of San Diego, he said, when our minds are intensively occupied with negative thoughts for a long period of time, we become what we think about it. If you think you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not gifted enough, I'm not blessed enough, if you're thinking that for too long, you become what you think and what you believe. And that's why we should not stay and hang out with ravens. We should hang out with doves, and doves are people in the church that say, hey, I pray for you, I'm with you, I'm backing up, hey, I prayed for you, and you're successful, you're blooming, you're blossoming, oh, I'm your biggest fan. Church is full of people, we are happy, we cheer us up, and we're so happy that you are successful, right? Can I hear an amen? amen? In a church, it cannot be that you're getting envy about another ministry. No, we are the biggest fan of each other. This is the position of a dove. And I wrote down a sentence, being criticized and hurt is normal, but being hurt, it's my choice. Being criticized and hurt from other people, it's normal, but being hurt, it's my decision. It's everything about the position and my decision. So between a raven and a dove, we are called to be an eagle. You are an eagle. Can you say, I am an eagle? I am an eagle. Wow. Come on. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. And I think right now, some people, you need more strength. You need a renewal from God Almighty. You are super tight. Maybe you still are on, on the run from your own nation. You need that moment where God gives you new strength. And I want to share with you guys, how can you overcome ravens and being more a dove in your life when people are not friendly with you. Are you ready? Point number one, stand above evil, destructive criticism. There are some people, they are really mean. Uh, I don't know if you know the guy, Rick Warren, he's leading a church of 20,000 people. We had led a church in Saddleback Church in California, 20,000 people, huge mega church. And he said the reason when a guy of a mega church or whatever is giving up, it's not because 19,998 people are cheering for you. He's saying three closest friends in your church, they're acting like a raven and they're attacking you, put you down. It's the reason why you quit your ministry. Can you imagine three people to 19,997 people? Isn't that weird? That means everyone has maybe one person in your life, they make your life so hard and you want to quit, you want to give up, you're so frustrated and say, God, I cannot do this anymore. But God has called us to be an eagle. I want to go on in um, Isaiah chapter 30, 31b. They will soar height on wings like eagles. They will run and they grow weary. They will walk and not faint. With other people, you growing up, an eagle, dear friends, when an eagle puts the wings and starts to fly, he can fly higher than any dove and any raven. You are called to fly higher than anyone else around the planet Earth because the Holy Spirit lives and dwells in you, amen? You can do more than you can think or imagine. We dwell on the heights. 
But now you have to understand, the biggest enemy of an eagle is the raven. And the raven will attack an eagle on two positions. Position number one, when you are weak, for example, every day an eagle sits on a rock for one hour. Every morning, an eagle has 7,000 feathers. And every single morning, the eagle will check every single feather. If a feather is dirty or broken, it comes with the beak and it cleans the feather, rips the feather out. He cleans the whole feather. That means every morning when we have a quiet time with God, do you know what we do? We clean our soul, our spirit, our body. We ask the Father God, if there's anything in my life, it's unclean. Or has something hurt me? And we handle that issue with God, right? And when an eagle is finished, in the peak has oil. And he oils the 7,000 feathers with oil. He is oiled and anointed. But listen to me. In that moment when the eagle is weak and tired, the raven attacks the eagle on the head. It's all about your thinking. The devil attacks you in your thinking, how you think. Do you know what the eagle does? When the eagle sees the raven, it just moves that. Boom, shakala. That means when the devil attacks your thoughts, move your head, say, oh, no, 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 I will not listen. I will give you not the chance to talk with me because you are raven, but I am an eagle. Do you know when Martin Luther once was sleeping and at night he heard someone walking into the room and he woke up Martin Luther and he saw the devil was standing next to his, the bed. And Martin Luther said, oh, it's only you devil. He turned around and fell asleep again. That's the right position. When the devil, the raven attacks your thoughts, turn around and don't give the devil the whole attention. Amen? Amen. When you're weak, he attacks you. But the second thing is when the eagle starts to fly super, super high, and that's the area where he's the best. Do you know the devil also attacks you when you are strong in your sweet spot? We're always talking about the devil attacks you when you're weak. That's right. But also attacks you in your strength. When an eagle flies super high, the raven will follow the eagle and tries to grab the feathers. And the raven will say, I don't like how you fly. I don't like your anointing. I don't like your calling. I don't like your gifts. And I don't like your talents. And I want to destroy you. I want to stop you. I want to kill you. You will not flourish and blooming. I will do everything in my power to stop you to be the best version of God. Isn't that amazing? Even in your strength, you know what the eagle does? He just flies higher than the eagle, now higher than the raven, sorry. And the eagle looks down and says, oh, I'm so sorry, raven, is this too high? When people attack you, fly higher. You are called by God Almighty to fly higher than all the people around you because the Holy Spirit dwells in you. Now, a person asked me, what does it mean to fly higher? For example, my, my sister, she worked in a shop and the boss was really nasty to her. 
And she felt like mobbed. And we had some talk with the boss, and he said, no, no, it's, it's, it's not my fault. Your sister, she is difficult. And my sister said, I, I cannot work in that job anymore. The boss is really nasty to me. Flying higher meant for her, she stopped that job, and he worked in another shop. And sometimes you close a relationship, you finish a relationship, because God Almighty is your provider. God will open a new door and shuts another door. With other words, sometimes you have to say no to something because you're supposed to fly higher than the rest of the world. Amen? Amen. Tell you a story from my life. And I know it's a very difficult story which I share with you guys, and I don't share the story just to say I'm how cool I am. But my strength is I'm very, very generous. This is one of my biggest gifts in my life. Since I'm a little boy, I have been always generous. Always, always. My parents were generous. I'm generous. That's one of my strengths. When we started our church in the beginning, I had no salary for five years. My wife, she worked 80% as a florist. And all our saving, we invested into this church. If you're coming right now, say, oh my gosh, this building is new. Yes, yes, I was in the beginning here. We gave everything. My wife is until now a volunteer. She's not employed, and I'm the only one in my family who is employed. So that's my story. And my salary has not changed. The last seven years, it's still the same. The church has grown, but my salary, it's the same. We said in the beginning, all the books and all the worship songs belongs to the church, that no one on the whole staff gets rich from worship, from the books, and not even from the church. Do you hear what I'm talking? There are some movements, they made major mistakes, but they have been movements, they're over. I said from the beginning, we, we will not get rich from the church. Why am I telling you that story? Ten years ago, a Saturday morning, a guy from the newspaper phoned me. and said, Pastor Leo, we know everything about you. We write a front article in the Blick and Enset, the largest newspaper in Switzerland, about your church and your income. And I was shocked. Why in the world will somebody write about me in the front page? But the good news is I was not nervous because we laid down some structures that I was super safe. You know what happened that moment? I felt like that guy wants to destroy my ministry, my anointing, my calling, and also my church plans. There are moments in your life when people are disappointing you so hard. Either you get bitter or you get better. Either it becomes a stumbling stone or the biggest stepping stones in your life. When that happened, can you imagine, everyone in the Switzerland could read about my income was safe. That Sunday, I said to myself, I am called to be an eagle, and I can fly higher than this raven. Whatever people will write about me, I will write my own story. And now, do you know what I did that Sunday? I made the biggest bold decision ever in my life, and I will not share that story to anyone, only you. I made that Sunday, in that year decisions, from now on, I'm not giving 10% to our church anymore. 
by giving every year 1% more. It's 10 years ago, if you can count, do you know how much money I spend in that church? It's not I get rich from the church, it's that the church gets rich from me. I know nobody will applaud. I know it. It's not about the applause. I just want to say, you have also a situation like this, where a raven stops your anointing, your strength, your calling. Either you get bitter or better, stumbling stone or a stepping stones. And I'm here to tell you, you can fly higher. Don't drink the poison from your friends. Don't be offended because you are the future and you are depending, you hope depending about the God and the God who is good in your life. The next point which I want to share with you guys is never fight because of a hurt ego. Oh, that's deep. When people disappoint me, it hurts my ego. And I remember around two years ago, I met a guy from our church. He asked me, do you have some challenges? I said, yeah, I have this challenge and that challenge and that challenge. He said to me, oh my gosh, your old Adam is still alive. You have to kill the old Adam in you. That means you can do better. And I said, yeah, he's so right because in me there's some parts. I feel so disappointed in my ego. Ego, it's not the spirit, it's just your soul. And the soul cannot lead your life. I want to read you guys a story. And that story is so crazy that sometimes you become a raven instead of being a dove. Are you ready? David was at, um, there were some sheep and goats in, in the desert and David and the, and the shepherd said, we want to care for you and we want to do everything in our power that nobody steals and kill you, your sheep. The name, the name was Nabal in 1 Samuel chapter 25 and 10 and 11. Nabal answered David's servants, who is this David? Who is this son of Jesse? Many servants are breaking away from their masters these days. Why should I take my bread and water and the meat I have slaughtered for my servants and give it to the men coming from who knows where? And the guy was very greedy. He said, why in the world should I give David and all the, 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 the shepherds some bread and wine? Being greedy, it's not smart. Being greedy, not being thankful, not being generous, it's dangerous. And now think for a moment. David was anointed to be the next king. His calling, his future is brighter than making cares for the sheep. But in that moment, the ego of David was so hurt. And check out what David said. In chapter 25, 21 and 22, David had just said, it's been useless all my watching over these fellow's property in the wilderness so that nothing of his was missing. He had paid me back evil for good. May God deal with David, be it ever so severely, if by the morning I live alive one male of all the belongings. Isn't that insane? I would say, David, flip. What's going on? 
Why in the world are you going through such a position? You lower you down to the level of the devil. He was so angry. He was so disappointed. He was so hurt. He could not think anymore. The problem is when we get disappointed in a marriage, in a church, we don't think anymore. We don't breathe anymore. We open up our soul in a level where the devil said, welcome on my level. Hey, dear friend, listen to me. That moment was crucial because if David would kill a whole entire family to being the next king, that will be over. Sometimes in your life, listen to me, if you're doing a major mistake, the grace of God, it's not over. But your story, in a certain way, it's over. I've seen big passes falling. They can be a pastor after five years, but they've never come back in the same strength like before. Never, ever. I'm so sorry. The grace of God can do more. Listen to me. You need a dove in your life. The dove in that situation was Nabal had a wife. His wife's name was Abigail. In 1 Samuel chapter 5, 23 and 24, when Abigail saw David, she quickly got off her donkey and bowed down before David with her face to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, Pardon your servant, my Lord, and, and let me speak to you. Hear what your servant has to say. If there will not be a dove called Abigail, who said, David, what's going on in your soul? Think for a moment. You should not kill endless people just for something. It's not worthy to fight. Maybe I'm your Abigail right now. Can I be your dove, your Abigail right now? I want to say to certain people right now, don't fight the ugly fight in your divorce. Why in the world are you fighting so nasty? Don't go there. That's not the area where you should live. We are called to fly higher. Why in the world you shoot emails? You're giving comments on Facebook and Twitter and TikTok on a certain level where the devil on the, on the, on the raven will say, welcome to our level. Christians are not fighting in that level. We are supposed to be eagles, being smart, doing smaller, not getting sour, not getting bitter, because our future is always brighter than our past. Amen. I want to tell you why in the world don't fight your own fights. Here's the reason, the next point, let God fight for you. And that's sometimes people say, I don't like this sentence anymore. That means I do nothing. I sit in my couch, in my sofa, do nothing, and let God work. I'm here to tell you right now, my God and the God of your and my Bible has never lost one single battle, Amen. right? Amen. Who do you think that my story is so big and I'm the first person where God is not fighting for me? No, God has never had a hangover from Sunday. God will never say, oh, I'm on the morning blues mood. Or God will never say, oh, I forget to drink the Red Bull. I want to tell you right now, God has never lost one single battle. It means when God fights on your behalf, he fights very well. Are you ready for the story? Article said, David, calm down and let God fight. In 1 Samuel chapter 25, verse 37 to 38, 
Then in the morning when Nabal was sober, he was even drunk. <laughs> His wife Abigail, the dove, told him all those things. And his heart failed him, and he became like a stone. About ten days later, the Lord struck Nabal, and he died. Can I hear an amen? <laughs> That Bible verse, dear friends, is a message. Don't fight against God. You will not win that battle. If a whole nation fights against Israel, you cannot win because Israel belongs to God. God is saying, you are my son and daughter. If an unbeliever is fighting against you, they will not win because God fights for his sons and daughters. It means God is always on your side. My response is always to people, don't fight against ISAF. You will not win. You don't fight about me, about the structure. The Lord of the Lord in this house is Jesus Christ. He has never lost a bottle. And you, battle, bottle, battle? <laughs> and you cannot win. Do you understand that principle? It's impossible. Let God fight on your behalf. Fight for your purpose. I want to close with that. Why with the purpose? Think for a moment if David will kill Nabal's The whole entire family. He will not be the king anymore. And sometimes the devil wants to stop you. He puts you down because he doesn't want to see that you're flourishing and doing the will of God. And you have an anointing in your life. I want to close Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31. They will soar high on wings like an eagle. Just think for a moment. When people are attacking you, when the devil is against you, I'm an eagle. Woo! I spread my wings and I can fly higher than the rest around me. And the Bible says, and they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And here is the message from the Lord. Don't go back to the raven position. Get off. Be it off. Encourage people, but live like an eagle. Can we stand for a moment? Zurich, Michael Churches on online, I would love to close in a prayer. Let's close our eyes for a moment. And I don't know who is your Nabal. Your Nabal can be your father who has always been against you. The Nabal can be your closest friends. The Nabal can be a whole entire nation. But Nabal is like a raven who tries to kill and stop the anointing of God in you. And Father God, you have called me to be an eagle. I want to spread out my wings. I will fly higher than my circumstances which I'm right now in. Whatever you're going through right now, just fly higher. 
be stronger. Because God Almighty has always and will always be on your side. And Father God, I lay down when people are against me. Father God, I'm so sorry for the moments when I don't think anymore, when I'm overreacting because my ego has been disappointed. I will not go there anymore. You have given me the Holy Spirit who dwells and lives in me. The Spirit who takes healing, forgiveness, and the future and the hope in me. And I will fly higher. I don't know what it means for you right now to fly higher, but for everyone means something different. Can we be quiet for a moment wherever you are? Let's, let's let the Holy Spirit talk to you. What it's your point to fly higher. He will speak to you right now. What is the one thing God is saying? You can fly higher. You can do more and stronger. What is the one thing? Church, I want to show you a picture. Do you know how an eagle fights with a snake? When multimedia have a picture with uh, the eagle and a snake. Do you know how an eagle fights against the snake? Not on the ground. The eagle picks the snake, flies high, and says to the snake, What's your story? And then, and throws them away. That's praise and worship. When we lift our hands, we say, devil, I will not fight on your level, on your ground. I fly higher and I take you and I will kill you because you are not a part of my life. I'm called to fly higher than ever. Let's give God the biggest round of applause. You are an eagle. You can fly higher. You do good better. You can do stronger. Let's lift our hands for a moment and let's praise Jesus Christ in the house tonight. Hey, thanks for watching. Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your friendship they, that podcast could be a very well cool thing just share the link because it's pretty pretty easy and I'm looking forward to see you again tune in and God bless you and see you soon bye bye